Welcome to Left on Red, the Daily Mountain Eagles political history podcast. I'm Jennifer Coron. And I'm Drew Gilbert. Welcome to 2020, our first episode. It's pretty exciting. It's cold outside. And if you guys could see the look in Jennifer's eyes right now because of the topic that we have, I'm, I'm genuinely terrified of being Well, I mean, I was shocked when you suggested it, to be quite honest. I'm, I mean, I didn't I, know you cared so. I'm between Jennifer and the door, just in case this gets too far down a path I can escape. Well... So it's 2020, 100 yeah. years ago. Yeah. My people, <laughs> the women folk, <laughs> were granted yeah. the right to vote. I remember this. By yeah. your people. By my people. The, the, the white, white male man. folk. Yeah. The white man. Um, and I actually, I don't I really haven't own, sent a thank you card yet. <laughs> I don't but, really own land. Technically, the Bank of America owns my land right. and I give them money. So yeah. I don't know that it was my folk. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my father-in-law owns a plot of land. Maybe it was yeah. him. Maybe it was his folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm not a landowner. Sorry. You're feeling a little offensive now, aren't you? I'm poor white folks. <laughs> so, yes, you're going to be hearing um, a lot this year about yeah. this, the centennial of women yeah. getting the right to vote. Um, well, and I don't want to downplay um, if you think about how ridiculous it is that it's only been 100 years. Mm-hmm. 100 uh, years. That's absurd. Um, I'll go ahead and throw out a uh, a book recommendation. Yeah, I think the book came out last year. It's called uh, How Long Must We Wait, Mr. President? And it's about uh, Woodrow Wilson and the fight to uh, get the amendment passed. Yeah. It's a good book uh, for the history. But this uh, one of the ladies who is instrumental, uh, Alice Paul. Don't uh-huh. know if you know that name. I read it through some research. Right. Yeah. So on the level of suffragettes, Miss Paul is is one of the more militant ones. Uh, she was one of the ones that you know did hunger strikes, chained herself to the White House, um, all these type of things. Yeah. Um, and so after we got the right to vote, uh, a lot of women were just like. Yay, we're done. Um, Alice Paul was one of those who said, I don't really think we are. Right. And she drafted something called, not at the time it was not, but it eventually came to be called the Equal Rights Amendment. Mm-hmm. So and what she, did you know about the Equal Rights Amendment? Very little. Very I actually little. admitted this to you, um, my blissful ignorance, and I was disappointed in myself. I like to keep my ear to the ground. Mm-hmm. I like to think that I know the, the happenings in mm-hmm. the world of politics. And, uh, man, I was ignorant on mm-hmm. this topic. Uh, I, I have since corrected this mistake. I have uh, learned a lot about it while Jennifer held a gun to me. No, not at all. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but, yeah, I got uh, I, I got over it. I, I've learned. And my jaw hit the floor. I think you introduced the idea. And mm-hmm. I was like, let me do some more reading. I don't know enough. Uh, I read for like a day. Uh, and then the next time I saw you, I was like, oh, dear Lord, this is just an unbelievable story. A lot of people and think it is already part of the Constitution. They do. That, that yeah. is, that is and something a lot of, that people believe. And a lot of people just don't know or care mm-hmm. uh, what it is. And it is it is substantial. It mm-hmm. is almost now, almost 100 years of a legal fight. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. And so let's, there's let's, a lot there. Let's read the text of this amendment. Hit me with it. Um This controversial amendment, this explosive language. Equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Yeah. That's the amendment. That seems like that should take about 100 years Mm -hmm. to get into the Constitution. It's a lot to wade through there. Yeah. Um, So, heavy hitting language. (laughs) So, why are we talking about it in 2020? Well, because it's not a part of the Constitution yet and still being fought today. A couple states are Mm -hmm. suing uh, against the states that have actually ratified it through their state houses, they're suing. And then I believe we had our final state jump on this mm-hmm. uh, two weeks ago-ish. Mm-hmm. So it was January 15th, and Virginia became the 38th state to ratify the ERA. Now, that was 48 years after this process began. Yeah. Um, 
so there are very few amendments. I think there is uh, one other that I mentioned to you. It's the one about uh, basically Congress cannot pass themselves a pay raise. Right. That amendment, I believe, goes back even to the founding. Um, and I believe it was ratified by a few states at some point, and then it was dormant for nearly, you know, a hundred and something years. Yeah. And then a like, college professor in Texas um, unearthed it, and it went through the process, and it became a part of the Constitution. So mm-hmm. from beginning to end, it took nearly 200 years to get that amendment right. passed. So, so this is not— So we have, uh, we have a history has happened. Of, of It's rare. It's rare, but it has happened. And a little bit of a reset, because uh, we talked about—you um, talked about this starting in the 20s mm-hmm. and, and then kind of moving up to ratification. So then it was passed by the House in the late 70s, I mm-hmm. think. Is that right? Yeah. 72 was when the first state ratified. So 71, it was passed by the U.S. House. 72 then passed by the Senate. Mm -hmm. And just for all the listeners, um, after they pass them, because this would be uh, a constitutional amendment, Mm -hmm. it then goes to all 50 state legislatures for ratification Mm -hmm. to be a part. So really the clock on the past legislation started in the 70s. Uh, even though we began this this conversation and this drafting of a bill in the twenties, right? So it went fifty years from like original draft to adoption mm-hmm. by the United States legislature, and now we're waiting on all the states to individually ratify mm-hmm. to make it a part of the Constitution. As anything that needs to be a part of the Constitution must be ratified by all fifty. So states. Virginia became the thirty eighth state, which was the last one that was needed. Yep. But is it going to become part of the Constitution? Probably not. Right. Um, right. So it has enough states, but here's why. So there was a deadline set on the ERA. Mm-hmm. It was not passed by enough states by the time it met the deadline. The deadline was extended by about three years. It did not pass. Mm-hmm. Only in recent years have a few states started just ratifying it again and basically saying we don't recognize the deadline, it's not a part of the actual amendment, Congress extended it once, they can retroactively extend it again. Right. So even though now it's a symbolic victory that 38 states have passed it, Mm -hmm. um, it is not at all certain. In fact, it is almost certain to not... Correct. Become a part because our Justice Department has has weighed in yep. on that. So, um, so Alice Paul, we mentioned Alice Paul. Yep. She wrote the amendment. The original gangster. Uh, in 1923, <laughs> yes. Uh, it was renamed the ERA in 1943. Mm-hmm. And it was introduced in every section of Congress from 1923 until it passed in 1972. From 43 to 72. Uh, yeah. From 23 to from oh, the time really? that she wrote it. Mm-hmm. Wow. From the time that she wrote it. So, yes, it was introduced. But, I mean, again, it, it didn't get out of committee. I mean, I'm not saying it got traction, but it was introduced by someone. Well, one of the uh, one of the intriguing parts of this legislation for me, and it, and it shows, we've talked about this before, is the political parties shifting. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. they, they do a little moving, too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people, politicians always give the, well, the party moved away mm-hmm. from me. I didn't move right. away from the yes, party speech. Just, my least um, favorite well, it's a cop out, but uh, there's also a little bit of truth to the party's mm-hmm. moving a little, mm-hmm. and they're they're always evolving. Well, at at various points throughout this hundred year story, uh, both parties have uh, had this as a part of their platform, and mm-hmm. also had this a part of their opposition platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, no yes. one really can decide whether they want you women folk uh, mm-hmm. to have equal rights or right. not. They they can't quite at figure one point, out where in they fact, uh, the Republican Party was stronger. Yeah. They were more adamant yeah. on on the amendment. Um, so, yes, we've gone through a little bit of the history. It finally uh, passed through Congress in 71, went out to the states. So Hawaii, in March of 72, became the very first state to ratify it. And then we had uh, 22 more states that year. Eight in 1973, three in 74, one in 75, and one in 77. You notice that that number went down quite drastically. Yeah. Which put us uh, by 77 at 35 states, three mm-hmm. short of That's the right. one needed. That's right. Um, some legislatures actually passed, uh, it passed through maybe one house of the legislature, not, but not both. The mm-hmm. uh, there are only six states in which the ERA has never 
been partially ratified by even one house of the legislature. Oh. Arizona, Utah, Arkansas, Mississippi, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, go ahead and say it. And Alabama. That's right. Um, we certainly didn't pass the ERA. Let the record show we did not pass uh, the suffrage amendment until the 50s, 30 years. No one has ever after. accused this great state of ours of ever being kind of cutting edge politically. Nope. Um, and, and, you know, we, we just we, we stick to our guns. Mm-hmm. Yep. You women rise up and try to be equal, and we're like, eh. No. You know, I don't know. Not so much. Yeah. Um, so By the way, we have a female governor. I don't know if everyone knew we that. Do. Yeah, yeah. We do. I wonder what we her do. opinions are on the equal uh, rights Well, amendment. let's not go down that rabbit trail. <laughs> I went to a... Uh, I'm trying to get you so off the script. Vulcan, <laughs> the Vulcan Park has an exhibit now on on suffrage in Alabama. Okay. And one of their things was, in fact, the number of women in the legislature and where Alabama ranks and that kind of a thing. Yeah. It's a a slow go. We don't rank very well there in terms of representation. We do better now, obviously, than we did maybe 10 years ago. It's funny because it's something that, again, I keep my ear to the ground. I know a lot of the, you know, I know who's in the legislature and who's where. And uh, it took me watching a Saturday Night Live skit uh, where they had the the photographs of all the people that mm-hmm. voted. Uh, it was on the abortion bill mm-hmm. passed. It was, yeah. And it was a bunch of old white men. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I've never really looked at a photograph of mm-hmm. them. But, yeah, we, we kind of stick to uh, gray-haired white men. That's mm-hmm. our that's our flavor. That's it is. Yeah. <laughs> vanilla. <laughs> Straight <laughs> vanilla. Uh, so what happened? The men killed the ERA, right? That's what happened. The men. Oh, no. My men. girl. My girl came wrong. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true at all. Um, so I will always remember my women's studies professor uh, saying in class one day, you know, it's women that killed the women's movement. And I was an ignorant little little lass at the time. Yeah. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Of course, she actually lived through the 60s, so she should know. Yeah. Um, and it is true. Um, when when our, our path to power is beaten back, it yeah. is very rarely, in fact, the men doing so. It's it is a, a subset lady, of women. It's usually a lady named Phyllis. 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 Now I'm remembering Cora Leachman from uh, from Mary Tyler Moore, that, <laughs> that character. Okay. So, Phyllis Shafley. Oh, Shafley. Formed an organization called Stop ERA. Mm-hmm. That was an acronym. Stop, standing for Stop Taking Our Privileges. That's Equal right. Rights Amendment. That's right. Um, so, to be clear, uh, she was fighting um, a piece of legislation called the Equal Rights Amendment mm-hmm. that literally the text of was, uh, that everyone's equal regardless of their gender. And Phyllis said, that's and not And Phyllis necessary. said, that's you taking my rights. Stop being crazy. Stop trying to take my rights by making me equal. So this I didn't know. As late as 1971, she had no opinion whatsoever on the ERA. She was not early on this bandwagon. Really? Uh-uh. She, this was well, not she something. Did, she, she developed was, strong emotions quickly. Right. She was, uh, <laughs> so anti-communism was kind of her thing. Um, She's one of those that she just had active. to have a cause. Mm-hmm. She yeah, was active. I've met those folks. It was actually a lady, I think, in Florida. Again, I got this from a book. I'll reference that later. But it was a lady in Florida who basically wrote to her and kind of educated her. And then um, it was finally in 1972, she had what I assume was like a newsletter. It was the Phyllis Shafley Report. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wrote an essay titled, What's Wrong with Equal Rights for Women? That that that's went right. into the report. And that's really the first time she took a stance on it. And it started, um, you know, making its way out into the states. And all these little pop-up grassroots mm-hmm. organizations started forming. So I have some quotes here. Take a deep breath. You're good. You need me to read this part? I'll be okay. This is Miss Shafley. This amendment will absolutely and positively make women subject to the draft. That's right. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. It will abolish a woman's right to child support and alimony. She makes good points, Jennifer. Mm -hmm. This is the one that I may stroke out. All right. Women's lib is a total assault on the role of the American woman as wife and mother and on the family as the basic yeah. unit of society. Right. Women's libbers are trying to make wives and mothers unhappy with their career, making them feel that they are second-class citizens and abject slaves. <laughs> 
women's leaders are promoting free sex instead of the slavery of marriage. They are promoting federal daycare centers for babies instead of homes. Yeah. They are prom- promoting abortion instead of families. The claim that American women are downtrodden and unfairly treated is the fraud of the century. Yeah. The truth is that American women never had it so good. So let's talk about this 100-year struggle here. Mm-hmm. Um, if you told me that someone tweeted that out as their original thought last week, mm-hmm. I'd be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. This 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 still ages. Like mm-hmm. this, That argument still exists. Yes. Um, you know, I, I don't know that I'm going to give you any more commentary on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's still a thing. Yeah, yeah. So... But this is not a joking matter. So, it's not. I mean, you have this amendment making its way through the states. Um, so, after seven states had ratified the ERA in 72, um, the first state to defeat it was in Oklahoma. And right before this happened, the uh, Phyllis Shafley's report, which included that essay, had made it there. And so, uh, readers out there got it. They became passionate about it. They started lobbying the legislature. And Oklahoma shot it down, and it was its first defeat, and it was because of this particular essay that mobilized yeah. women. Yeah. So the Shafley saw potential there. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to organize. We need grassroots organizations. Many of these things popped up. Most of them an offshoot of her original organization, but it made it look like there were many, many, many of them, which um, kind of swayed you felt this groundswell of of course the word silent majority eventually has to get used that there is an untold number of women out there who the activists like Gloria Steinem and such don't speak for us and so these grassroots organizations speak for us the various yeah Phyllis Shafley led well and one thing organizations obviously Miss Shafley hit like a lot more bullet points than you just mentioned because mm-hmm. she was Quite a few. she was all in mm-hmm. the one that I think elephant in the room is it talked about abortion talked um, about abortion she specifically stated this would probably provide funding from either the government or mm-hmm. insurance or whatever because then they would not be able to deny it because if you you denied a woman an abortion but you didn't deny a man an abortion mm-hmm. which as we know is biologically irrelevant right um You've treated a woman differently than a man. And I think that probably is still the anchor of the argument that really exists today mm-hmm. because that is still a very hot. Well, and even from the topic. other side, if you want to talk about why it's gotten traction now, I mean, I don't think a lot of the supporters of the ERA will shy away from the fact that, yes, we feel like our uh, right to an abortion is under attack. And if we had the Equal Rights Amendment, they absolutely would use the Equal Rights Amendment to, yeah. to, um, you know, to advocate that I have a right to an abortion. Right. So, right. I mean, it's not a straw man. I mean, no, it's, in it's, 2020, it's they would very much like that protection to be enshrined because of the ERA. Be, yeah, it would absolutely be used. And I think that that, you know, you read all this, and I'm, I kind of made the joke about what I, I wouldn't, I, I could see that on Twitter last week. And a lot of this you can, mm-hmm. but a lot of it's really just kind of far left or far right talking points. But I think that one's the one that stands right at the center of American politics today mm-hmm. in 2020 as we begin uh, the actual presidential election year, mm-hmm. you know this is going to get mentioned all year long by candidates on both sides. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's uh, still very real today. Quick Alabama mention. So in 1968, uh, Governor George Wallace wrote a telegram to George. Miss Alice Paul that actually said he supported the amendment. Well. Mm-hmm, he did. Um, and this was then what year? It was 1968. Okay, so this is still flaming racist, George mm-hmm. Wallace. This isn't apologetic, oh, quite, George quite. Wallace. And then Phyllis Shafley wrote him a letter requesting a meeting. I don't think they ever um, had that meeting, but basically uh, she talked to an aide or something. He was like, I, I just believe Governor Wallace is, has not really trial. understood the fully <laughs> the full implications of the amendment. I'd like to sit down he's with just, him. He's just trying to get you to Alabama so he can murder you. The next thing you know, Governor Wallace goes on the Dick Cabot show and disavows the ERA. 
Okay. And so by 1976, um, which I believe he might have been running um, for president that year, but he his official stance was opposition to the Equal Rights Amendment, but full rights to every woman. ERA takes away many rights that women now enjoy. That must have been part of like some campaign literature or something. That um, and what was the text so, of that uh, bill again? Mm-hmm, uh, yeah. Equal rights, mm-hmm. regardless of gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, equal equality of rights under the law. That mm-hmm. does that does take some rights. Away um, from you. Here's a point which goes, I think, makes a connection to today. The uh, if you wanted to talk about who was uh, truly fighting against the ERA and was very adamant with Miss Shafley's uh, literature, religion. Yeah. It didn't matter what race you were. Yeah. It didn't matter if you were a wealthy woman or not a wealthy woman. Uh, religion. Uh, active participation in churches was the greatest common denominator among ERA opponents. 98% who opposed were church members compared yeah. to 31 to 48% who supported. Yeah. So you had uh, pastors, as, as you sometimes will, pastors speaking about this from the pulpit. Yeah, um, which Drew's not a big fan mm-hmm. of that. Um, but here's the irony. I don't think religion irony. has a party ever has. Uh, so some pastors, obviously, you know, they allowed their wives to get involved in the anti-ERA right. movement. Also, Miss Shafley, who talks very much about being a stay-at-home mother and all mm-hmm. the things, she spent quite a bit of time traveling yeah. the country not being a stay-at-home yeah. mother yeah. as a political activist. So there was that catch-22 there among the men who realized the power of if my wife gets involved in these organizations, we'll actually, help defeat it. Yeah. But the problem with that is she actually has to leave the house, dadgummit. She's going to get a taste so, of freedom. Um, <laughs> I mean, they weigh, they weigh their options and we're like, well, I, I guess go ahead. Yeah, and so, this was the downfall of uh, of America mm-hmm. then in the 70s. It was. You guys are, started all leaving the house they are, thinking for yourselves. I mean, <laughs> it was tragic. Um Oh, goodness. And so, also, I didn't write this down, but I remember this from what I was researching. So, when you went into these legislatures as, as part of these anti-ERA organizations, yeah, you played up your femininity. Of course. You brought yeah. cookies. Yep. Uh, because we all know what you think of when you think of the radical women's rights activists. That's there. right. They yeah. don't wear makeup. They've got buzz cuts. They, right. Yeah. They're wearing um, pants instead yes, of a dress. pants, my word. Yeah pull the pearls um yes like they're not they don't care about their appearance yeah uh all these type of things and so you play up that part of yourself when you're going in to tell mr congressperson you know we we don't need this sir we don't support this right nope i don't want this yeah so give miss shaffley credit and i do she knew how to she played run this yeah. grass right, grassroots movement. Well, and it worked because she, she pretty much uh, murdered sentiment in the 70s. It did. Uh, you mentioned earlier to kind of revisit between 72 and 75, uh, 35 states mm-hmm. had ratified. We were three short mm-hmm. of where we needed to be. And then old Shaffley comes out of the woods and it just stalls. Mm-hmm. There's no other state touching it. Mm-hmm. It's dead in the water. And not only, uh, let me go back to where this was, not only did... Um, no states ratify the ERA after the deadline was extended from 79 to 1982. Mm -hmm. But four states that had already ratified it actually said, we voted based on the original deadline. Right. And to extend the deadline, we don't agree with. So they rescinded. Yeah. And there's a legal argument that was never quite settled as to once you ratify it, can you take it back? We, we believed in it as long as you were going to get right. the sucker is it, in by Is 79. it a no takes backsies? But I since don't, this is going to roll into the 80s, we yeah. suddenly don't believe in the no. text anymore. They said no. Yeah. So, therefore... Now, that the actually num- feels like something the Alabama legislature would do. The number of states is in flux. So, you say 38 based on that right. original number, but you have to take out the four yep. also. Um one quick thing, which we've already said, but uh, uh, Joan Williams, I'm not quite sure she was, but I wrote this down. The ERA was defeated when Shaffley turned it into a war among women over gender roles. 
Yeah. Um, and that comes from someone who lived through it. That's, yeah. It was not the women versus the men. It was a certain was fighting with a certain the, viewpoint yeah. of womanhood versus the opposing viewpoint well, of if, womanhood. And if you think about that, just in general, any any political hot point that they're trying to get any of us on ever, that's really that's that's what we do. Mm-hmm. We find the the people that it impacts and we try to rip them mm-hmm. apart. It's not about who's right. on the far left or the far right or who's red or who's blue. It's about the people that are directly involved. Mm-hmm. You want to rip them and mm-hmm. well, it's, no it's, joke. It's, the women's rights movement uh it was very contentious uh that's one thing i did learn from a women's studies professor yeah. um you know was there room for lgbt mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. was there room for women of color mm-hmm. i mean uh the women's rights movement for a long time felt like a wealthy white or a middle class wealthy to middle class white women's movement that's yeah. what it was well and, and you um, mentioned that and let's talk about this is paralleling you know you're talking through the 60s and 70s of of civil rights mm-hmm. movements and, and a lot of movement there um so yeah you're dead on those mm-hmm. were not necessarily you might have one believing in, in one and not the mm-hmm. other and vice versa yeah and I was so th- this is why we didn't make much we didn't make much progress uh because when you're fighting amongst yourselves you can't get things done uh and then think about it so we hit 1980 and you've got um you know, President Reagan, mm-hmm. and um, actually, I pulled this out for a reason. So I believe... It's 82. Uh, so as late as 1968, both parties' platforms uh, were very nearly silent on women's rights, uh, but they did. Uh, Republicans were slightly more favorable to women's rights proposals, such as the ERA. Mm-hmm. So I said that. Um, but the other one in 1980, okay. So in the wake of the presidential election of 1980, uh, the women's movement was at a crossroads. The Republican Party had removed the Equal Rights Amendment from its platform after nearly 40 years of support and for the first time added an unequivocal statement in opposition to abortion rights. Uh, Ronald Reagan was strongly supported by our friend Miss Miss Shafley. So that's it. 1980 is the year that the Republicans broke officially uh, in their platform with the ERA and abortion and they've uh, became stood, central, they've stood firm and that's been pretty from, from 80 yeah. pretty consistent so for a long time it's just dead we don't hear about it no states ratified even after the deadline and then in 2017 i don't remember when the me too movement started but but you get what we're saying this is um you know post 2016 election mm-hmm. there's a lot of hand wringing over what that means that kind of a thing so uh nevada ratified the ERA. That was 40 years after uh, the last state legislature had approved it and 45 years after it had passed Congress. Mm-hmm. And then you had Illinois in 2018 and Virginia in 2020. And that's what gets us up to our magic um, number 38. Um, so what about the deadline? This is what one of the Nevada legislators said. It was in the resolving clause, but it wasn't a part of the amendment that was proposed by Congress. That's why the time limit is irrelevant. And so that's essentially what the, the people who are pushing for passage of it are saying is we are voting on the original amendment. The deadline is not part of that original amendment. Mm-hmm. Congress already has changed it once. Mm-hmm. We just choose to yeah. not acknowledge. They can change it again after we all ratify. Basically, if we all get it in and we get the 38 states, we're putting it back on their plate. Mm -hmm. And let's go ahead and fast forward. Let's say that that happened and it went back to Congress right now. Mm -hmm. You would have a U.S. House that would pass it and a U.S. Senate that wouldn't. Mm -hmm. That's where we live. So when it seems like we're getting very close to number 38, uh, we knew in, in late 2019 Virginia would probably take that step. Three states filed a federal lawsuit against the archivist of the United States. Do I get to guess which one of one of those states might be pissing taxpayer monies into the wind? You can. Alabama. Um, it's ours. Yeah. Um, we love to jump on lawsuits and spend money. So they're the suing state. him because they're seeking to prevent him from adding the ERA to the Constitution. So that's that's why they're suing the archivist of the United States because he apparently maybe seemed um, to be leaning. Just to be completely clear, um, this is a state that's done nothing but tell you how bad the budget is and how much money we don't have for a mm-hmm. decade. And if we get an opportunity to take a stand politically mm-hmm. by using our money with, to spend on teams of lawyers to mm-hmm. sue for something. Mm-hmm. We do it every time. Mm-hmm. We're all in on it. 
maybe we sit one of these out and just let other states fight it with their money. Uh, so we here's can pay some quotes from that press release. Uh, if this constitutional baiting switch is successful, there will be dire consequences for the rule of law. So yeah. we're concerned about the rule of law. We're Always. Using, we're using buzzwords. Uh, the people had seven years to consider the ERA, and they rejected it. To sneak it into the Constitution through this illegal process would undermine the very basis for our constitutional order. Mm-hmm. Now, here's where your next buzzword is about to come up. Uh, the practical policy impacts of the ERA's ratifications are no less troubling. While Alabama, Louisiana, and South Dakota are firmly committed to equality, the ERA would not promote true equality, but rather a far-left agenda. Where states have passed their own state law versions of the ERA, courts have interpreted them to invalidate reasonable restrictions on abortion, uh-huh. require states to fund abortions, and mandate that boys be allowed to compete in sports against girls. And it's not hard to imagine courts using a federal ERA to threaten state-funded women's shelters for excluding men, because of course, uh, state prisons for housing women apart from men, or even state colleges for considering sex when assigning roommates. So that is the apocalypse that will befall well, us. Well, and, and here, here's my ERA. only here's my only point. If, if this wants, if this is what the stance of our state is, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't care about that. It only takes one state to sue them. Mm-hmm. Let South Dakota spend some of that Mount Rushmore money. Mm-hmm. You know, let can we just like not spend our money on it? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. Can can we write a strongly worded letter? That we're upset. Did you shoot that up? I mean, mm-hmm. can Kay just spend like 50 cents on yeah. postage and that be our, our involvement? I have not found Ugh. where Miss Ivy has made any comments on the ERA. Oh, no, maybe that was that. maybe that was a lack of research on my part, but perhaps not. I, I would if I'm just gonna um, guess political strategy, she's gonna give you a blank stare if mm-hmm. you try to talk about that. And then one of her handlers is gonna come sweep her away from you. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, Oh, Miss Ivy's gotta get to the helicopter. We've gotta get out of here. So, you know, the discussion back then was about abortion. It was also about, you know, being drafted. It was about, I believe, even same-sex bathrooms were thrown out. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in the world that we live in, some of those things came to pass. We ended up We ended up having to have the discussion about, you know, uh, multi-sex restrooms. Um, Anyway, um, speaking of the draft, I mean... Uh, you have a, a relative who yeah. she was fairly high up in the military. She, I do believe. I don't know her was, career, uh, but yeah, she retired as a as an E nine chief master sergeant, which mm-hmm. is the highest enlisted you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, without appointment. So, um, yeah. women who wanted to be in the military, she, she defended. Fought yeah, she defended to, all of our freedoms mm-hmm. like four or five, six times. First fought to get tours. into the military, and then fought. Yeah. you know the good fight yeah. like everybody. So else. we're already kind of doing that. Right. And, well, and let's be honest. The nation as a whole has moved away from the draft as an idea. Mm-hmm. That is a nightmare. Right. No one. But we, we have we had the it. discussion about women on the front lines. I mean, yep. these things. The these things came to pass with or without the ERA. Mm-hmm. Um, and we haven't mentioned yet. So there's actually a West Wing episode, which may have been my first introduction to the ERA, sadly. Um, but there is a Republican lawyer who works in the Democratic White House. She's Ainsley Hayes. And a comment is made at the end of this episode by one of the gentlemen. He said, you know, apparently, you know, 56% of women or something don't support the ERA. And I would love to meet one of them. And so she says, you know, Ainsley Hayes, Republican. Her argument was that the same laws that protect you protect me, and I went to law school just to make sure. Mm-hmm. So that is one argument from the other side that I should be treated equally under every law that protects you. My one thought on that was if that actually happened, though, we wouldn't need things like Title Nine, yeah. um, some of those things. The fact of the matter is that all the laws that protect you haven't always protected me, and that's why. When we talk about further uh, laws, we were talk about pay gaps today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the Lily Ledbetter. It's it's uh, astounding. Um, yeah. Men in the same role as women are going to make what a dollar to their eighty cents mm-hmm. or something like that. It's right. still a real thing. Right. You can't deny. So hard that's facts. that is again. I mean, it's it's a valid argument. I can see the point from the other side of I don't need special protection the law should just protect me anyway yeah. as a human being. Yeah. Unfortunately, in the world that we live in, um, 
I don't know that there's necessarily a case where those in the majority ever just voluntarily woke up one day and decided, I'm just going to pass around a few more rights right. to the people. Yeah. Uh, generally, let's, let's generally, <laughs> generally they had to be, they had to be fought for uh, yeah. by those who wanted them. So, I mean, again, it is an argument that's out there, but I don't know that I necessarily buy in with it. Uh, so the Justice Department we mentioned, um, I think mm-hmm. this was, I think this was this month. So they issued an opinion, and they said that uh, Congress had the constitutional authority to oppose a deadline, which they did on the ratification of the ERA. And because that deadline has expired, the ERA resolution is no longer pending before the states. Well, that that's all you need. So the official um, Justice Department uh, legal counsel position is. It, I mean, every a, single state can pass it, but it it's needs a not, reset in in yes. the United States Congress. And yeah. even uh, I don't know if you caught onto this, but even uh, liberal lioness uh, RBG Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, in 2019. I bought my brother-in-law her book for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I was so proud of myself. Uh, she was uh, said, I'm a proponent, a proponent of the Equal Rights Amendment. I hope someday it will be put back in the political hopper and we'll be starting over again, collecting the necessary states to ratify Well, it. and see, there, there, that's all you need to know. The Alabama, um, the Attorney General's office that sent around the original press release actually referenced Ruth Bader well, Ginsburg. Let, in, let me roll back. Because that, that bolsters their argument that even Ruth Bader Ginsburg says this is not... Let's roll back to the, frivol- the frivolous spending mm-hmm. of, of our state to be involved in these things and draft these mm-hmm. documents and, and have legal teams on the ready. The United States Justice Department has already stated, don't worry about it. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's got to go back to the House. Mm-hmm. And then let's say that it went to the Supreme Court. Arguably the farthest left-leaning justice mm-hmm. just said, yeah, it needs to get restarted. Right. Can we not waste our money? Mm-hmm. Can we not fight it like on a? And they're doing this as a political stance. Right. They're doing this to show the voters, you know, we're we're with you. Mm-hmm. If you're with me, quit wasting my money. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, right. can we not? Mm-hmm. So, so that's I'm done with that rant for that's today. where we stand with the Equal Rights Amendment right now. It is uh, almost certain to not become part of the Constitution, although it has right. been passed. I haven't heard that there's any movement to. Um, you know, put it back out there and and make the run through Congress again and then through the states. Perhaps yeah. that will happen. Well, and we can certainly assume it's not going anywhere. We mm-hmm. can certainly assume it depends on which political parties control the two houses. You know, mm-hmm. uh, if Democrats ever control the House and the Senate, they're gonna they're gonna ratify this again. Mm-hmm. Get, get the clock reset. And it's gonna go back out to the states. Uh, and then it becomes, you know, who controls the House mm-hmm. uh, and the Senate in, in the states. Right. Uh, it, it's it's politics, mm-hmm. just like everything else is. And the problem there is it becomes less about the substance of what it is mm-hmm. and more about the games we can play with it and with voters and get voters fired up about a topic while we're over here doing God knows what mm-hmm. because they're staring at this. Right. Uh, just a little bit of a wake-up call for everyone. This is what they do to you every day. Yes. Um, maybe, just maybe, don't look at the one they shove in front of your face and look mm-hmm. around it every now and then. Mm-hmm. It's just an idea. Right. Well, even the states who have passed it, uh, I mean, they can't honestly be believing it's anything other than a symbolic victory. It is a Very t- true. It is a tip of the hat to... You know, our voters expect yeah. this of us. We live in the Me Too era. It's a way to appear that you're doing something for women, knowing that, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not really going yeah. to do anything for women. Um, you know, so like I told you when I wanted to have the discussion, like what the ER amendment would and will not do if it actually were to become part of the United States Constitution. I mean, I don't know. That's that's the whole thing about amendments. Like it just you don't know how an amendment is going to be used right. until you well, know it starts being used in in legal cases. But you can't cases. not pass something because of how it may be used. Because right. think about are there legal battles surrounding guns mm-hmm. today? Yes, there are. Are there legal battles surrounding the boundaries of your freedom of speech? Yes, there mm-hmm. most certainly is. So you're talking about some of the original constitutional mm-hmm. amendments from hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. They're still fought over right now in our courts, and they're never going right. to not be fought over. That's that's actually mm-hmm. the beauty of this republic that mm-hmm. we have. We're, we're always debating, hey, are we in the best position for our citizens? It's going to get fought over. Mm-hmm. Everything we ever pass is going to mm-hmm. get fought over. So. 
that that's not a valid argument. To but this was just about the journey because you will not find very many constitutional amendments that have a crazier journey than the no, ERA not. and the crazy train rolls on. And let me just say that anyone like me that didn't really know a lot about this, we've scratched the surface. Go mm -hmm. just get on the Google machine mm -hmm. and uh, and spend a couple hours. There's a lot more meat on this bone you can read about. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more from a lot different angles, and uh, I, I would encourage it if you mm -hmm. get bored. Uh, right. Go down that rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a crazy story, and all because of equality of rights under the law shall yeah. not be denied or abridged. Well, that is one of the most controversial you know, statements you can make in American history. You know, my folks are still winning here, Jen. Um, uh, good try. You've made a hundred year run. Well aware and, of where. <laughs> I mean, we gave you the right to vote, Jennifer. Yeah. I told you, I mean, I think you card will be in the <laughs> mail eventually. Um, um, all seriousness, yeah. this is a, this is a fun read, fun topic. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of cast of characters involved, and you can pr mm -hmm. pretty much find everybody's landed somewhere mm -hmm. on this over right. time, and it's morphed, and it, it's a fun, it's a fun little Well, uh, and at the end of the certainly. day, I know I gave Miss, Miss Shafley a hard time, but at the end of the day, here is my true feelings on anything, and I believe this to my core. It's dangerous to say what you really believe, Jennifer. Uh -huh. So, I sit here as someone who obviously did not have to fight for my right to vote right. And, and lots of these things. Women had to do that in the past. Mm -hmm. Women also fought, uh, just FYI, Marie Bankhead Owen being among them, against the right to vote. Mm -hmm. We didn't want the right mm -hmm. to vote. There was a big uh, opposition, opposition right. Yeah. Well, let's be quite honest. That mostly had to do with race. And you can't yeah. look you can't look at the materials and yeah. and come as to any other the problem is if you let women vote then that's gonna open the that's door next. and yeah. and in nineteen oh one the state decided we would very much like not like people of color uh, to vote. So that's what that came down to. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, if you have something that you're passionate about, at least be active on yeah. it. And so, if I feel like maybe I disagree with you a little bit on some of the things, at least I can say these women were active. You're giving it they a did go. something. Yeah. They didn't just sit there and tweet about it right. or something like that. And so, this is how things get done. This is how progress gets stopped. But I do respect anyone who will get involved in this process and will fight to the death for something. Yeah. So even if I don't necessarily agree with some of the opinions, I will at least give them that that they that they were in the ball game. And, and I'm going to second that. Um, I'm I'm never mad at somebody for stepping up mm -hmm. and being directly involved in something they believe in. Now the the key there is if you're in favor of the other side, you need to organize yourself there you and go. Yeah. Um, you just need to be better well, <laughs> in and, the opposition. And, and again, I mentioned earlier the, the beauty of the old republic of ours. That's, that's what it's all about mm -hmm. is we're, we're going to fight. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I think we all agree that our freedoms are what we're all, we're all after. Mm -hmm. We just may disagree on what those freedoms are and how they shape up, but I'm, I'm with you. But Get this, out and fight. This republic, talk, talk is so uh, cheap such as it is, would be a very different republic if women were not allowed to vote, if women were not allowed to I'm organize scared. and I'm be part honest, of I'm parties. I'm scared of that version of reality. Uh -huh. uh, so, big, big fan of the women voters. Um, you know, again, you women had to fight those battles on both sides. Yeah. And uh, I, I think my generation wants to fight so bad like yeah, we want to bring like or would, would it be on like gender, the fourth the fourth wave specific. feminist movement. I'm not sure what wave would be on at this point. Um, we just can't get our act together, man. Yeah, figure out what we're fighting. We just can't. Let's we, fight the space force. We just can't. Or the space new. force. Yeah, we just we can't. We're, hey, we're not. I saw a release of the uh, totally off topic. Yeah, uh, it was like a. Re reveal of the Space Force mm, uniform. I saw that, yeah. It was just like a standard issue military camouflage <laughs> and it said Space Force Space on Force. it. And I was like, this this needed a release? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. <laughs> what that are we was doing? fun. 
so yep, that was right. that was the ERA. So we're in we're in 2020. We've You're got welcome. some guests. We've got some guests lined up. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna fire out some of those regular episodes with guests coming in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the still things, taking um, recommendations. I would say if yeah. there's somebody that you to can, the four of you that are listening, right? Up, you, you can reach out to us via the Facebook yeah. or. Text us, right? If you're one of the four, you probably have <laughs> yeah, one of our numbers. Just, just find our um, number. Uh, but if there's somebody that you would very much like to hear. Um, I did have one lady, I won't say her name, but I did have one lady say she wanted to be on the podcast. She said, but I can't talk about politics. Well, her, maybe this her one bosses isn't. are politicians, and so she and I said, well, maybe this one's not the podcast. That's gonna for be you, that's gonna be hard to do. Yeah, kind of all um, we talk about. Yeah, but and she she wanted to be a guest. And we don't really tow lines either. We kind of just throw it out there up against mm-hmm. the wall. So we're we're gonna hurt some feelings. Mm-hmm. I'm certain. Yeah, she, um, did, she did volunteer to be. So a on that note too, this is 2020. It is a presidential election year. Uh, we're getting close to movement now. The Iowa caucuses are like February, right? Yeah, they're like three, second week three, of February three weeks out or something. something from right now where we sit. Uh, so I think one of the things we'll do all year long is give a we'll dedicate every episode a couple of minutes and just talk about where we are. Um, I don't want to miss it. I really want to kind of talk about the polling data and where people Mm -hmm. are sitting uh, because in 2016, polling data uh, certainly did not point towards the winner. Mm -hmm. And I want to kind of, let's talk about that all year long and see where it lands. Mm -hmm. You know what, like polling right now, for instance, the top four Democrats would beat Donald Trump Mm -hmm. in the general by five, six points or more. I mean, it's it's a political landslide in polling. Let's talk about that this year. What does that look like? You know that mm-hmm. that first Tuesday in November. Is that real? Uh, you know, let's let's have that conversation all year. And you know, our producer is very much in favor of us doing some sort of a live broadcast the night of the I'm election. In. I mean, of us being. Uh, I deal with the, a lot of emotions on election nights. Mm-hmm. Watching uh, the if and I may have mentioned this before. The New York Times has a little meter. I told him that you do said there, yourself so. a favor and watch mm-hmm. that meter on election night. Right. Um, they're unbelievable, and New York Times has been politicized now. I mm-hmm. apologize that they don't take sides. Mm-hmm. They literally have election data compiled for for decades, mm-hmm. and so they know the way like different boxes usually report. Mm-hmm. And so they use that data. So as those boxes report, they know which way the stick is leaning. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. It's actually how I watched Donald Trump's victory. And my wife was super pregnant at the time. And we were at the hospital monitoring blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And I was watching this little meter move. And it started moving hard to Donald Trump. And I was like, this man just won the election. Mm-hmm. This is how I knew. This is before, like, my father-in-law walks in. And I, right. was, like, I was like, hey, Trump won. And he's like, no, nah, they're still reporting. There's, like, you know, there's eight states out in my mm-hmm. mind. I'm like, dude, do you think the New York Times wants to call it this way? No they're, one. They're, no. They're, doing, they're doing it. <laughs> no one in uh, the New York sure Times enough, wants to say and that. And sure enough, it, it happened. And then the second time that I used that meter was the night of the Roy Moore-Doug Jones mm-hmm. election. And you started to see it fall towards Doug a little bit and a little more and a little more. And this is like an hour before they've called the election. The New York Times meter is like, dead on Doug Jones. It's like it, he won mm-hmm. because it pulled all this data and it knew how areas voted. It, it was nuts. Mm-hmm. It knew like which boxes were still outstanding and yeah. how they would fall. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm good for an election now. Yep. Well, we've expanded beyond our political history yeah. format. We've, I, we've done some current um, topics in this off season. Well, and I'll um, tell you another thing too, and I mentioned it to to your publisher here. Uh, if I don't get to get in a room and talk to some of these folks running for office in Walker County mm-hmm. on the record, I might, I might mm-hmm. go crazy. Like a formal debate um, situation? Something. Don't settle for them shoving a sign out or you know their name or you know mm-hmm. who they are. Let's let's talk to these candidates. Like, what are you right. going to do different than the other one? Or allowing them. Um, You've got a lot of judgeships up right now. And, you know, talking with the sheriff, who I'm pretty close to now, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of folks that, that aren't being dealt justice very, very swiftly. Mm-hmm. And you got a lot of folks that aren't moving through the court system very fast. And we got to start holding yeah. those roles accountable. Yeah, we need to be we, having these conversations. I'm sure, I'm sure James is working on that. Um, just kind of an inside thing for people who don't know. The, uh, the articles that you see on the candidates, at least announcing that they're running and what they're running for. So those are paid for now. That's right. That yeah. has not always been the case, even though they basically read like paid political advertisements even before they were paid for. But um, 
at least announcing the big things, that's something that is strictly exactly what the candidate wants it to say because yeah. there's a, a fee to get that Absolutely. published in the paper. So well, there's certainly room to talk to them about Well, put it in perspective, you know, for, for me as a voter, my commission seat is up and I have mm. four people running. Yep. So tell me what's advantageous for me to just look at their signs and mm-hmm. read their paid ad. And figure out who went to school or with your father. what if I put the four of them in a room and I ask them the same exact question mm-hmm. and you all get to listen to the answer and decide, hey, I like this person's yep. answer the best. Mm-hmm. And then, God forbid, we get to ask them like five questions and mm-hmm. you get to accumulate their answers and be like, hey, I align most with mm-hmm. this person based on what yep. they said. What a concept. I'll have to show James. The Dove Mountain Eagle used to do that. We used to do like an election tab. I yeah. know because I found it from when um, Tyree was elected the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, Nick, of course, being Nick, wanted to know how young oh, he was. Lord. And so I had to that fact was, check that for him. That was actually Nick's ego asking mm-hmm. you that question, not and Nick so, himself. But we did a tab. And so it had like their, um, like a little photograph of them. Mm-hmm. And it had their... Um, uh, you know, just like their bio, their stats, and that kind of yeah. thing. And then it just had a series of questions, and every candidate submitted an answer to those three questions, and we just ran them, like not editorialized, like we just ran the answers. Yeah. And I don't know the last time we we did that, but obviously we were doing it in the 90s. So. Well, this is just this is a small enough scale election that it's embarrassing as if, as voters, we don't demand these candidates get together mm-hmm. and talk to us. Uh, settling for anything and less is, is ridiculous. We don't endorse, which is probably another thing that people don't understand. The Daily Mountain Eagle does not right. endorse yeah. candidates. The Birmingham News, I believe, they used to. I don't know if they still a do. Lot of, a lot of big but, publications right, do that. Yeah. You know, they sit down with the editorial board. The Daily Mountain Eagle does not endorse. You know, We mm-hmm. don't bring the candidates in and talk to them and decide who we're mm-hmm. going to push for. Contrary to popular belief, those conversations don't happen within <laughs> the walls of the Daily Mountain Eagle. <laughs> Um, there's never a discussion about who we want to win an election or who right. should win an election or right. anything like that. So pressure's so. on. Um, you guys call and email the publisher here mm-hmm. and make sure that I get to get in a room with candidates. Yeah. I know he was important. he was working on a couple of ideas, right? It's really just which one takes shape. Well, yeah. You know, it's, he's going to work on it past March, and then we're not going to get to do it. Yeah. Well, the primaries of the election. After Not this episode, general. James Phillips is really going to regret the day that he told Jennifer Coron she could have a podcast. Hey, it's been fun, guys. I've really enjoyed um, our time so, together. So, um, we'll, we'll see. He, he should have known better, though. We've worked together long he enough. Knew. He should have known better. He knew where this was going. Uh, so, yeah, we have exciting things coming up. We're getting with guests now, trying to figure out timelines. Yeah. We hope you stay with us. Uh, follow us on our Facebook page. Um, I continue to put out what I feel like is wonderful just, content. You're just killing it in your um, own mind. You don't care what y'all think. I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping you know things on there every other day or so. I'm and maybe you know some of you guys happening. tell me if she's doing good there because uh, as we um, covered quite a few times, I'm not. I, I even posted that I was getting talking points together for this ERA oh, episode. Please. You knew about this in advance if you followed our Facebook page. Yeah. And you knew how excited I was about it because I was developing talking points. Yay! <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, Check the Facebook page for things, and uh, we'll have new episodes coming at you, hopefully on a weekly schedule now. We took a little bit of a break around this it's beginning the of the holidays. year. But we're forgiven. No, we're back. We're back. Yeah. All and right. We'll go around. We'll, uh, we'll see you guys in the Thanks coming weeks. Thanks for being with us. Left on Red is a DME Media Production. Copyright 2020, Daily Mountain Eagle.